for the morning Bhagavatam class. We can read the next verse. <clears throat> you may remember yesterday we read Srila Prabhupada's amazing purport. Srila <clears throat> Prabhupada writes in 1 to 17, the Lord is more anxious to take us back into his kingdom than we can desire. And uh, in Kunti Devi's prayers chapter, Srila Prabhupada writes then, uh, that Krishna is more merciful than we can imagine. I guess we can imagine a lot. <laughs> but we cannot imagine how merciful he is. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya This is a very famous verse. Often devotees chant this verse before uh, every class of Srimad Bhagavatam. It fits very well with the <coughs> topic of anarthas because it speak, speaks about removal of anarthas. Nashta prayeshva bhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki Maybe we can do word for word. Nashtam destroyed. Prayeshu almost to nil. Abhadreshu, all that is inauspicious. Nityam, regularly. Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam, or the pure devotee. Sevayam, by serving. Bhagavati, unto the personality of Godhead. Uttama, transcendental. Shloke, prayers. Bhakti, loving service. Bhavati, comes into being. Naishtiki, irrevocable. Translation by His Divine Grace Prabhupada. By regular attendance in classes on the Bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed. And loving service unto the personality of Godhead, who is praised with transcendental songs, is established as an irrevocable fact. Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Gnanjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Manitam Yenatasmai Shri Guravenama Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubya Evacha Patitanam Pavanevyo Vaishnavebhyo Namunama Yasya Prasadada Gyopi Sadhya Sarvagyatam Vrajetsa Shri Chaitanya Devume Bhagavan Samprasidatu May Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, be fully merciful unto me. By His grace, a complete fool can get all knowledge in one moment. <coughs> 
Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasadi Gora Bhaktarindam Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare You can see Srila Prabhupada is very merciful. <clears throat> so Bhagavata Sevaya by serving Srimad Bhagavatam says the text also, Sevaya means by visiting. Hare Krishna. So, how does one serve Srimad Bhagavatam? What's the logical way to serve Srimad Bhagavatam? Huh? Studying. Studying, right? So, Srila Prabhupada takes a more merciful <coughs> uh, translation. By regular attendance. <laughs> so even if somebody has struggle uh, staying awake, <laughs> it still works. <laughs> it may probably turn into some kind of a hypnotic session, <laughs> going directly into the subconscious. <clears throat> but uh, it's very merciful, by regular attendance. <clears throat> also some very... Uh, special promises given, you can see, by <clears throat> regularly, so every day, daily. Nitya means daily. So daily, serving Srimad Bhagavatam. It says that if somebody chants uh, one chapter or one shloka or half a shloka or even one line from the Srimad Bhagavatam every day, uh, he gets the result of studying all the 18 Puranas. So, of course, there is a lot of Mahatmya in Srimad Bhagavatam. It says that uh, <clears throat> when you um, go towards Srimad Bhagavatam, to study Srimad Bhagavatam, Skanda Purana says, then every step towards Srimad Bhagavatam counts as <clears throat> performing Ashamada Yagya. So, Ashamada Yagya is the uh, topmost sacrifice by just a hundred, just one hundred Ashameda Yagyas, Indra becomes, our Indra has become Indra, the ruler of the heavenly planets, the king of the heavenly planets. <clears throat> I don't know how does it count for, for a car. Maybe for with every revolution of a wheel, you get the benefit. And there are four wheels, right? So I guess it's like. <laughs> So probably every meter is like a four Ashamada Yagyas <laughs> moving towards Srimad Bhagavatam. And it says, if in uh, Kali Yuga Bhagavad, uh, uh, Brahmana does not have Srimad Bhagavatam at home, then he is no better than a Chandala dog eater. And if somebody does have Srimad Bhagavatam at home, then all the ancestors eat uh, and drink milk, uh, ghee and nectar in the heavenly planets. So just it stays in your home. And already they are very happily... So all the, all the benefits that usually the <clears throat> descendants are supposed to give to the forefathers are achieved just by having Srimad Bhagavatam at home. Of course... Huh? They immediately get out. <laughs> immediately get <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> of course, keeping Srimad Bhagavatam at home 
Nowadays you can argue, well, I have, you know, I have uh, internet. <laughs> it's opened on that, on that page. <laughs> My friend keeps usually about 50 pages or 70 pages open at the same time. <laughs> Windows, or I mean pages on Chrome tabs. <clears throat> so lots of mercy. You hear that the Bhagavatam is Krishna's body. Bhagavatam is <clears throat> is the way to uh, find dharma in this age. So Krishna goes, but he leaves Bhagavatam here. And when we read such things, you know, when you walk, like for example, you could probably, uh, if you have a um, <clears throat> walking uh, machine, what do you call it? Treadmill. Yeah, if you have a treadmill at home, you could probably put Shrimad Bhagavatam in front, right? And then just do your exercise, and then you, how much you know benefit <laughs> you get by exercising? Yeah, maybe we could bring it to a gym. You know, they sometimes have like 50 treadmills. You can just put one Shrimad Bhagavatam in front. <laughs> Everybody gets so much punya, <laughs> and you cannot feel it. But uh, Mahatma Prabhu <clears throat> gives um, a very scary <clears throat> idea for an exercise because you can see in the text says Bhagavata Sevaya. So Bhagavata, we understand, okay, Bhagavata, Bhagavan is God <clears throat> and Bhagavata is what, uh, what's connected to God. So it's the, the God's book Shrimad Bhagavatam, beautiful Bhagavatam. But also you can see that Bhagavata is the name for following the Lord and also you are Bhagavatas. You are also God's people, right? Bhagavan's devotees. So Bhagavata is a devotee of the Lord. <clears throat> so Prabhupada says by serving either the Bhagavatam book or serving the Bhagavatam person. This is also how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommends study, stu uh, to study Srimad Bhagavatam, to <clears throat> study the book Bhagavatam uh, with the person Bhagavatam. So frequently when we see this, we understand, okay, that's uh, his responsibility to be a Bhagavat person. I have to find the proper certified Bhagavat person, pure devotee. <laughs> And then uh, everything will work out very nicely, guaranteed. <clears throat> and if it doesn't work very nicely, work out very nicely, probably he is not the proper Bhagavata. Obviously, right? The book is obviously proper, so the person is not proper. <laughs> However, uh, what's the essence of it? The essence of it is that you must become Bhagavatam. This is the idea. If, if this is my purpose, I need to become a Bhagavad person. I need to become a Bhagavad person. Then also I will see how to study and also Krishna will help me to study. Srila <clears throat> Prabhupada writes, Here is the remedy for eliminating all inauspicious things within the heart which, is con which are considered to be obstacles in the path of self-realization. 
The remedy is the association of the Bhagavatas, so the book and the person. Both are important. Eliminating all inauspicious things. I, I heard this word auspicious and inauspicious only in Krishna consciousness. Before Krishna consciousness, I never, I had no idea what is auspicious <laughs> and inauspicious. But in <clears throat> Sanskrit, you have so many, so many words: Bhadra, Mangala, uh, Swasti. So many, there is so many words for this uh, concept, auspicious. So auspicious, literally, means uh, that which brings good fortune, and you become lucky. It sounds very, very nice. You're just lucky, right? <laughs> well, of course, somebody said, who said it? Some, I think some famous American, he said that I, I, I discovered that the more I work, the luckier I become. <laughs> Strange correlation is there. We cannot uh, completely conclude it's a causal relationship, but a correlation is very strong. <laughs> the more we work, <laughs> the, the, the luckier we become. So here also, <clears throat> first of all, the goal has to be established <clears throat> to uh, serve Krishna and to become Bhagavatam. And then the process has to be followed. <clears throat> then all inauspicious is removed. So we need to also become a Bhagavata. Did you have people in the school whom you called a walking encyclopedia? They were saying he's, an, he's a walking encyclopedia. Did you have such people? So we are, each one of you uh, is supposed to become a walking Bhagavata. All 18, all 12 candles, all 18 volumes of it. <laughs> or at least one volume. At least one chapter. <laughs> <laughs> of the Bhagavatam. <clears throat> and Mahatma Prabhu is uh, giving that suggestion for an experiment because uh, we think that, okay, I become Bhagavat, a Bhagavata person if I quote the Bhagavatam. Yeah, I quote the Bhagavatam. Chant! And don't be in Maya! We <laughs> can repeat the instructions. However, uh, Mahatma Prabhu says, uh, obviously, it's not well known that actions speak louder than words. So he says, what if we attached a, a camera to you and followed you throughout the day? So could we, based on your actions, conclude what are the Bhagavata dharmas? What are the principles of the Bhagavatam? Just by looking at you, can we then just observe and then write down, aha, Bhagavatam means merciful. Aha, uh -huh. Bhagavata means friendly. Aha, uh -huh. Bhagavata means respectful. Aha, uh -huh. Bhagavata means uh, happy to serve the Lord and his devotees from your actions. So you think, oh, 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 oh. <clears throat> maybe in public, but in my private room, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if, or, when nobody can see me. Bhrijan <laughs> Prabhu <clears throat> also... He has a funny uh, suggestion. He says, just imagine if there was a loudspeaker to your mind <laughs> and everything you say is uh, very loudly <laughs> uh, 
project it onto onto <laughs> the world. <clears throat> and and in fact, uh, it's for senior devotees. It's not so far from the truth. They very frequently can hear <laughs> what you think <laughs> by seeing <clears throat> our face. <laughs> uh, the proof of their mercy is that they do not immediately run away <laughs> from our association. <clears throat> so this is the purpose. We need to study the Bhagavatam in order to become a Bhagavatam mean, means to, to turn our life into a chapter of Bhagavatam, of the Bhagavatam book. So our actions need to, to become like the Bhagavatam. Sometimes somebody says that, okay, uh, in the next Bhagavatam there will be a chapter about Goranga and his devotees. And right now it's Goralila unfolding. Right now you can see uh, the full, full Bhagavata Dharma, the full uh, manifestation of the Lord's pure devotional service is uh, spreading all over the world. So, and we, we, can take, uh, we can take part in this. <clears throat> it is such a rare fortune, so, as Srila Prabhupada mentioned. Yeah? So why didn't Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spread, or Bhaktivinoda Thakur, why didn't they spread Krishna consciousness all over the world? So Prabhupada said he left a little service for you and me. Right? <laughs> so we also can, he wanted to give credit to you. And, so we also, and it's transcendental fun to be part of Goranga's uh, great mission and unfolding of the Goranga era. <clears throat> so that's some dimensions of what is happening. So this verse 18 says, Nashta Almost everything that is inauspicious or almost all obstacles, almost <clears throat> all the bad things are are um, removed, are removed from the heart. On one side, on the other side, bhaktir bhavati naishtiki. Uh, our bhakti becomes fixed. So that c connects very neatly with the stages of devotion. <coughs> so we have anartha apagama, <coughs> the removal of the uh, anarthas, undesirable, or undesirable or also, anartha can mean worthless things that uh, just clutter our heart. Things that are worthless and clutter our heart and <clears throat> um, create an obstacle on our progress. <clears throat> so they are removed. Or maybe even more correctly, it will be harmful things. Like here it's inauspicious. So these are things that uh, create bad fortune for us. So um, in this... What's happening? Okay. Don't I have here and... No. Huh, okay. <clears throat> it's almost disappointing. So my hard struggle for 
decades and what seems like ages with the innumerable dragons, not dragons, the hordes of dragons of my Anartas attacking me, is given just one measly point here, just one measly station. And then immediately Nishta. It seems to almost not match our experience because like this seems to be, you know, you can go through this in, okay, some few months, right? And then, uh, but this, it can, it seems to go on and on and on and on and on. And we have just, uh, you know, just one, you know, number seven or in this version or in um, number number four in another version. So just one, it looks like one point. Sometimes you read Chaitanya uh, Charitamrita or you read, you read uh, uh, some books even by Bhaktivinoda Thakur and it seems to, ha- to happen so quickly. It says he uh, finds devotees, starts chanting and in dui charidine, two, four days. <laughs> he is in ecstasy. <laughs> okay, maybe they are like that. What about me? What about us? <clears throat> I did feel ecstasy in two, four days, but then it went far away. <laughs> I struggle. Is it, will it pick up from here? Or should it, yeah? <clears throat> so when we started, it seems to be uh, an infinite expanse of this uh, ocean of anartas. But then when uh, you reach the other, you approach the other shore, this ocean seems to be rather small. Ah, what was it? It was not so much. <clears throat> so we were discussing yesterday the uh, four categories of anartas. We touched upon Hridaya Dorbalyam or Bhaktyutta Anartas, the Anartas coming from Bhakti. And you can see that <clears throat> at Nishta, the Bhaktyutta Anartas, the purification is complete. Dushkritota Sukritota, Anartas from sin and piety, the purification is complete. Just some little aroma can linger, little trace can linger from before, and um, just one step separates from the absolute Atyantikir purification. The only trouble is with the aparadhota or aparadas. So here it's only pervasive, Bahudesha Vartini, pervasive purification. And it 
takes quite a few steps to the almost complete, and even at prema it's only complete. Even at prema it's still not uh, absolute. When we meet Krishna directly, and there is um, Krishna Madhurya Anubhava, we relish experience the sweetness of Krishna, only then uh, the purification is complete. Even at prema, some trace of our previous offenses can remain. This is why we see so often we are warned about offenses and aparadas as very, very dangerous. You can see that these other, like karma, almost complete removal at bhajana kriya. You just begin serving, being, meaning you take initiation, you begin serving, performing devotional service, reading books, chanting, and it's almost complete removal. So oftentimes we complain, yes, Prabhu, you're okay, you, you are so fortunate, but I, you know, I have such a bad karma, I have such a bad, so bad from before. <laughs> Easy for you to say, but for me, you know, it's so tough. You have such uh, good fortune. You have so many, you have such nice culture, sharp memory, good nature, nice qualities, great character, whatever. You know, it's always, it's always, the grass is always greener on the other side. <clears throat> but I, you know, such tough karma, such tough. However, here, although you see, it's quite amazing. At Bhajana Kriya, not even at Anartha Nivriti, at Bhajana Kriya, almost complete prayaki, almost complete removal of uh, obstacles from karma, from sin and piety. And when you see what are these anartas coming from uh, karma, sin and piety, it makes total sense. Because otherwise we think, what do you mean? You know, by, but at, at Bach, I mean, it sounds like a good advertisement, and when I was young, I also believed in it. I remember I was <clears throat> taking a shower in the uh, our in the Brahmacharya Ashram in the BBT in Sweden, and uh, I used to chant some some um, verses from the Gita, or I think actually at that particular moment I think I was learning the Chatur Shloki verses, and there was one uh, devotee <clears throat> with very sad eyes deep voice and very you know sad outlook on the world <laughs> uh, I think I could, I, I could mention his name uh, Tato Darshi Prabhu from Czech <clears throat> so afterwards he told me that you know you know I'm sorry he apologized he was he, he went to, he also went to the bathroom he was washing hands and he heard me singing verses so he apologized he said you know, I have to apologize because I heard you taking shower and singing some verses and I felt cynical. I felt, ha, a youngster, neophyte. He still has hope. <laughs> <laughs> he still thinks he can, he still thinks he can, you know, just do it. <laughs> ah, just wait. <laughs> Sometimes we, sometimes we see somebody very enthusiastic and <clears throat> some of us either immediately explain what is what 
and some of us and just you know avert our you know our face and think, okay, it will just wait, just wait. <laughs> you will see. <laughs> we will see where your enthusiasm is <laughs> in a few months or years. <clears throat> so therefore, when we hear all karma finished, just as you begin. From the very beginning, Bhakti Thakur says, you say Krishna finished, you have no claim on your karma. It's not karma. It's under direct supervision of Krishna. Karma doesn't uh, bind you anymore. Vishnacha Kauraji Thakur is adamant from the very beginning, you are free from karma. <clears throat> and here also you see, uh, all right, not completely free. Yeah, it says, uh, almost complete. I hope my uh, pointer doesn't evoke any traumatic associations for anyone, no? <laughs> From the school, no? You didn't? And <laughs> the devotee gave it to me. I find it very, it's very nifty. Hare Krishna. Jai Shri Shri Radha Madamohan Gavita Shri Shri Dharam Lakshman Hanuman <clears throat> Mandori has a store, food this store in Vrindavan, and I said, "Where are the laser pointed pointers in your shop?" So he bought like five different pointers for me from Amazon. You have the laser pointer, but it that doesn't work on it. You see, that's one problem with the with the screens. The laser pointer doesn't show. It has the lighter. It has you know, the physical pointer, it has a pen, you can write, and it has a magnet. <laughs> I don't imagine, how did I live before? <laughs> I actually ordered maybe, yeah, devotees, I asked devotees, six I think of them. And gave to different <laughs> teachers, but sometimes I, I'm not sure to devote how devotees feel when I <laughs> come with it. <laughs> so, anyway, so anyway, it's almost complete. At Bhajana Kriya, want to speak about Nishta? <clears throat> this level. However, when we look at what are the obstacles from <clears throat> karma. Then it makes sense. So you can see. So what are the results of sin? What are the dushkritotta anartas? What are the obstacles resulting from impious, <clears throat> bad or hurtful activities? And ultimately sin is something that harms, uh, usually gives pain to others. That's usually... Uh, essence of sin. <clears throat> Although it does include also some uh, self-harm. <clears throat> and why is it sinful to be uh, self-harming, <clears throat> self-destructive? Why is it sinful to be self-destructive? Like, for example, alcohol of course, alcohol is um, 
connected by some acharyas to lack of mercy. And if you see the statistics, 90-something percent of all crime is committed under the influence of alcohol and maybe some other drugs. But alcohol seems to be really, really, <clears throat> even compared to some other drugs, it's, it seems to be more uh, virulent or harmful or, or dangerous in depriving people of their good sense and making them cruel, actually, strangely enough. <clears throat> so why self being self-hurtful self or self-harmful doing self-destructive, why is it considered also sinful? Like, uh, okay, eating meat, you kill somebody, but if you, what, you know, if you, if, if somebody just drinks in their home and never, and, and doesn't come out until he's sober again, is he still sinful, doing, you know, something sinful or not? Why is it sinful like this? What do you think? What's your idea? What's the logic? Okay, he's, he goes against Krishna's, Krishna's instructions or God's instructions. That's one thing, but uh, also Krishna's instructions, are make, they make sense in general too. So, so why, why would it be uh, sinful? Temple of God, you're desecrating the temple of God. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> But um, so why is it? Um, but is there some practical, some other practical, practical uh, perspective on it? Why would it be bad to do it? <clears throat> to be self-destructive? You have an idea? What I'm going to promote? Destroys the good qualities. True potential. What's the beginning? Covered. Covers the real potential. Yeah. So <clears throat> we hear that um, a person who. <clears throat> so who is a brahmana? A brahmana is one who tries to pursue the purpose of self-realization. Who is a kripana? Is somebody who doesn't try to understand who I am. Kripana means a miser. And a miser is a total idiot. It's worse than an idiot. It's it's a you know, idiot for himself and uh, also person who harms idiot for others. Because not only he doesn't give, that's bad enough, he doesn't even take for himself and doesn't use it for himself. So it's a total loss. It's a total loss. So they say one who doesn't use the wealth of the human body, and the wealth of the human body is exactly the opportunity for self-realization. So these things, uh, self-destruction, is, uh, uh, is, are sinful because you're not using the main purpose of this body. <clears throat> Prabhupada says, why? Uh, somebody who has a higher position, why do they in often enjoy better facilities, why are, are they given better facilities? <clears throat> because they have much higher responsibilities. And in the same way, why humans are given better facilities than animals? Because we have much higher responsibilities, and that is not just to eat, sleep, and be married. 
<clears throat> but uh, to uh, pursue self-realization. So <clears throat> this is the main uh, op opportunity and main good fortune of uh, human life. This, this is the responsibility of, of human life. <clears throat> so if somebody neglects this chance, and again, it's not just to, to simply to condemn, uh, simply to condemn people who, uh, I don't know, drink and so who, who, so forth. In most cases, you can see it's the result of pain. They are just uh, so everybody is so much in pain, and they have no no recourse. They have and and the worst pain also is that they don't they, they are lost. They don't they do not know why. They do not know what's the meaning of life. So it exacerbates, it multiplies their pain by a million. You know, if you suffer for something, then okay, this is, uh, this is not pain, this is austerity. This is hard work, this is labor of love. Right? But if you suffer and there is no meaning, it's, it's, uh, it makes it worse by a million. <clears throat> Can just kill very quickly. The meaningless suffering, even if it's very, very little, but if it it is meaningless, it's so torturous, it kills, a person will be dead very quickly. <clears throat> and um, they help death along by these uh, bad habits. And frequently nobody's, uh, you know, that's the modern, postmodern life. People don't know why, what's the purpose, and does something higher exist? Everybody says, no, nothing exists. That's all, that, all there is, really. <laughs> so they suffer. So therefore they try to avoid this pain. But <clears throat> uh, still, that's the, uh, that's the uh, sin here. We, we see that when Sanatana Goswami comes to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in uh, Puri, and uh, that's after this story. You see he undergoes a certain struggle, inner struggle. <clears throat> and then he decides he will uh, throw himself under the Jagannath uh, rut with its huge, gigantic wheels. He can't tolerate something. He can't tolerate <clears throat> that he is sick, covered in boils, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, every time he sees him, he embraces him and gets smeared with this pus. <laughs> See, he cannot tolerate this. And then, ultimately, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu calls him and, and he says, okay, you were the prime minister, so you must know the law. So you tell me, when somebody destroys somebody else's property, <clears throat> you're not destroying... Uh, your property, if, if somebody goes and burns somebody's house, is it uh, okay or, or is it a crime? So, okay, it's a crime. So then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, so your body belongs to me, why are you, so if you try to destroy your body, this is a crime. You're destroying some, my property. You're trying to destroy somebody else's property. <clears throat> So this is, this body is Krishna's, ultimately. 
Everything is Krishna's. Everything in this world is Krishna's energy. Everything, everything belongs to Krishna and it has its purpose. If you use it for him some proper way, with proper maintenance, <clears throat> then that's, um, that's a proper use. So sin is uh, doing something harmful for others and also even self-harm is uh, frequently uh, a crime against Krishna's property. Because Krishna has given us this body for a high, higher purpose. Plus, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Sanadana Goswami, do you think that just by self-suicide you will make some advancement? If by, uh, if by suicide one could uh, achieve Krishna, I would committed, have committed suicide a million times already. You can't do this, and you cannot even, like that same exact devotee, uh, <clears throat> with um, sad eyes and deep voice, his eyes became more jolly. I see him in Vrindavan from time to time, he's coming. So he, he was saying, before Krishna consciousness, I was thinking about suicide. However, when I joined, I realized that the only way to truly achieve complete suicide of the material body is Krishna consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, if you just if you just uh, kill the the gross body, um, there's still a, the subtle body, and then uh, one suffers even more as a ghost without the instruments to uh, achieve some change. And uh, usually the same lessons uh, will come again, still. So therefore, the true, if somebody wants, that's, that's liberation that people want. This is freedom. And this is achieved only by purifying the subtle body, only by removing the subtle body, not the gross body. The gross body is not really such an obstacle. It's an instrument. <clears throat> so we need to... Uh, purify the subtle body. And that's achieved only by Krishna consciousness. That's the true freedom. Somebody wants to commit suicide? Yes, welcome. <laughs> but do it in the right way. Uh, remove the subtle body, the body of desires, the, the body of attachments and hatred. That's what subtle body is. Uh, subtle body consisting of mind, ego, false ego, um, <clears throat> That's what is filled with uh, hankerings, attachments, and aversion, and, and uh, re repulsion, and uh, <clears throat> some uh, hatred. So that, this is what needs to be purified, and th this is what needs to be removed. Ishopanishad says, <clears throat> It says, uh, first, may the subtle body merge in the totality of the universal air. And then may this gross body uh, go to, ash, to ashes. That's the, what's very important is the sequence. First the subtle body, and the comparison is like a coconut. So like a coconut rattles when it's dry. In the same way when the subtle body is purified, then the soul can be in the gross body, but it's not bound. It's free. And then whether you stay in the body or not, doesn't matter. You will be free. You're already free. 
<clears throat> so that's the proper uh, sequence. So we are purifying the subtle body and then you are free. And that's the uh, legal, proper, pious uh, suicide. <laughs> it's not suicide, really. It's just removal of this body of... Somebody called this body of, body of pain. I forgot, I forgot who. Some of the <clears throat> New Age teachers, he calls it uh, body of pain. <laughs> the subtle body, body of pain. Because <clears throat> it's attachments, desires, and then it cre creates anger and suffering. So, what, is the, what are the four types of <clears throat> anarthas coming from uh, sin? So, sin produces ignorance. This is the result of uh, bad activities. Four types of ignorance. Four types of ignorance. Svatatve, who am I? Paratatve, who is the absolute? Svatatve, paratatve, cha. Who am who am I? Am I spirit? Am I the body? Am I the mind? <clears throat> paratatve, who is the absolute truth? Is there? There is no God, or the or the the highest is just this matter, or the universe, nothing else, just the universe, <clears throat> the totality of matter. Or is there a spirit? Or if there is spirit, is it just the light? Or there is a person? Or there is also a super soul? Yeah. So ignorance. Then sadhya sadhana tatoyo, ignorance about. What is the goal of life? And what is the method of achieving the goal of life? So we have three main, of, main goals of life. Yeah, three main goals of life. Sadhya, what are the three main goals of life? Three main categories? In your opinion? Badrangvinda? Prabhu? I mean, what are possible goals of life? Prema Bhakti, yes, okay, that's the <clears throat> party line. <laughs> this is the, the real goal of life. <clears throat> this is the real goal of life, to achieve love of Godhead. <clears throat> However, not everybody follows the party line. <laughs> no, or not everybody knows about it. What are other what are, what are the other other goals people pursue? Karma and karta kama. So basically, it's enjoyment, bhukti, enjoyment, and uh, mukti, liberation. So these are the three main categories: either to enjoy, enjoy bhukti, although. <clears throat> very frequently bhukti should be more correctly translated as experience. You know this joke, yes? That I was hoping, oh, I will do that and then I will enjoy. And I got it and then I realized, oops, it's experience again. <laughs> Not the happiness, <laughs> it's just the experience. <laughs> so bhukti, bhukti is the 
this one goal. And the other goal is mukti, freedom. So you get hope, I will enjoy, and then experience comes. So I will enjoy, again experience comes. I will enjoy, and then again experience comes. <laughs> so then we say, ah, to hell with it. And then <laughs> I just need to get out. I want to get free. I want to, somehow or other. <clears throat> so then, uh, mukti. So we are confused in that sense. But um, even as devotees, very frequently we think that, oh, when will this all end? As a devotee says, oh, Srila Prabhupada, can Krishna, you know, like make somebody just disappear? You know, can you just help me stop being? I just don't want to be. <laughs> so much pain <clears throat> to be. Prabhupada says, yes, he can. But he won't. <laughs> Krishna can do everything, but why should he? It's like, you know, when somebody is sick and he is in pain, then he says, kill us, kill, just kill me, you know. But if, you're, if somebody is a good doctor, he, he knows, he just cures, and, you know, within a short time, the person will be happy and will not want to not be. <clears throat> so these are two misconceptions. One is to... Just enjoy in this temporary world. The other is to disappear or merge or something. Even though <clears throat> it is more uh, wise, so to say, to understand the futility of material pursuits. But the real, so both are <clears throat> a result of dushkriti, sinful or <clears throat> impious bad activities, <clears throat> so being bewildered, not knowing what is sadhya. And then sadhana, what is the process of achieving perfection? So what is the process? So again, not knowing what is the sadhana, <clears throat> not knowing what sadhana, what's the sadhana, what's the method of achieving perfection, not knowing that bhakti is the, and pure bhakti is the process of achieving perfection. So these are the results of sin. And one more, one more. Sometimes you may even know who you are. Okay, I am spirit soul Krishna Das. Dasa Dasa no Das. Okay, you know what the absolute truth is. Okay, this is Krishna. You know it very well. The blue boy stealing butter in Rindavan. You know, okay. And uh, although that's not just that, he's more than this. He's the absolute truth. Then Sadhya, okay, Krishna Prema. Sadhana, bhakti. And still one more category is there, virodi, vishaya. We don't understand what are <clears throat> the subjects unfavorable to Krishna consciousness or what are the obstacles? What are the obstacles on the path? <clears throat> As we see, uh, we have some apasampradayas who say, yes, you chant Hare Krishna, but why bother about the regulative principles? So what? We have uh, uh, illicit promiscuous sex and drugs and everything. We chant Hare Krishna, that's the main thing, right? That will purify. Bhakti is beyond. Bhakti is transcendental, right? Why? What does it have to do with, with the body? So they... <clears throat> uh, they demonstrate this uh, absence of understanding of things uh, injurious to our progress 
or no, they don't uh, take into account uh, what are the obstacles, virodi. So these four are the result of sin, sinful activities in the past. <clears throat> Sva, tatve, paratatve, who I am, who the absolute is, what is the goal and process, and what are the obstacles. So these four. Not knowing these four <clears throat> is the result of sinful activity. So now, going back to purification, <clears throat> now you can see, you can see almost complete purification at Bhajana Kriya. Basically, you just come to the temple and talk to devotees for 20 minutes. They will tell you, you are a spirit soul, you are not the body. Uh, Krishna is God, the absolute truth. Bhakti is the process. Prema Bhakti is the goal. And uh, we have the four regulative principles. Sometimes I've, I've, I've been on Harinams when, when the person takes the, the loudspeaker and says, we are the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. We follow the four regulative principles. No media. <laughs> like from the get-go, first thing he says, four regulative principles. <laughs> Which I think is not um, even correct. <laughs> In the sense that that's not actually the process. The process is bhakti. The process is serving Krishna. The principles is just to avoid the obstacles. It's secondary. It's there, but to present it as the main thing we do, it, it's it's not even uh, it's not even part of bhakti. It's just to avoid all the obstacles. <clears throat> yes. Here <clears throat> I see how Bhaktivinoda Thakur describes this. He says these are tattva brahma. These are <clears throat> um, illusion, illusion regarding these four truths. Whereas a doubt, you know, but you are not convinced yet completely, I would say. And even then, you can see regarding svatatve paratatve. Jiva uh, Goswami says that's removed also just by Shravanam. You just come to a class, sit for 15 minutes, <laughs> and then you know you are not the body. <laughs> uh, Krishna is God, Bhakti is the process, Bhakti is the process. Okay, so but you, you hear immediately, very quickly, all, all of these things. Just open a book on any page, <clears throat> and then very quickly. Then, of course, regarding the doubt about the process. Is bhakti the process? So this doubt, Jiva Goswami says, is removed, you remember? By trying, by meditation on Krishna. So first you just hear, and that's enough. It makes total sense. Aha, uh -huh, I, so, I am spirit, and Krishna is God. It makes total sense. And I remember, when I, I was a Buddhist, and uh, I opened and um, the Bhagavad Gita and this is chapter 2 verse 2 which says Sri Bhagavan Uvacha 
And there Prabhupada explains, aha, uh -huh, there is Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan. And it was like, a, like the uh, lights uh, were turned, turned on in my head. Oh, so there are three aspects. Oh, that's how it fits together. Aha, uh -huh, so that's how it makes sense. Just seeing it for the first time, <clears throat> it was such a revelation. So all the other things I, re I had read in the mystic, spiritual and religious books, uh, it all fit together. Ah, so that's how they are interrelated. So that was a big revelation, just by hearing. So this is what Jiva Goswami says. But <clears throat> Sadhya Sadhana, he says, still the doubt may remain. We do hear, bhakti is the process, <clears throat> and we may accept, yes. But then uh, he says that the doubt, so knowledge will come very early. But the doubt will be removed, he says, when we uh, meditate on Krishna or we practice. So when you practice, then very quickly you feel the yoga, you feel Krishna's response. So that, that removes the doubt. The only doubt that remains is, am I eligible? Is it possible for me <clears throat> to overcome all the uh, obstacles and so forth? So that, he says, is nashta... Um, so that's... Um, so when you see Krishna, then that doubt also is removed. <clears throat> anyway, so you can see that uh, it makes total sense that already at Bhajana Kriya, just by reading, hearing, coming to the temple, seeing devotees, talking to devotees for a few minutes, <laughs> Just passing on a street near Harinam and seeing a devotee with a loudspeaker, we follow the four regulative principles. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so very quickly. And of course, Bhajana Kriya means that you also commit. It means I, 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 I want to do this. So these uh, four types of illusion are removed or ignorance are removed. And regarding... Uh, so that this is sin, s sinful uh, uh, obstacles from sin. Now, regarding the four obstacles from um, pious activities, what are the four obstacles from pious activities? <clears throat> Here, it's all a little more uh, complex. Aihikeshu, aihikeshu, aishana para, trikeshu, chaishana, shuba. Desire for material objects, desire for heavenly comforts, desire for mystic powers, and desire for liberation are the four types of material desires. You can, trans you can rephrase it in a very simple way, saying that this is um, basically Bukti Mukti Siddhi Swarga. Bukti enjoyment. Uh, Mukti liberation, see the mystic powers, and Swarga heavenly planets. Right. <clears throat> so these are the four main uh, four main desires from from pious activities. From pious activities, why? Because they are just within the reach. You have a lot of it already. So therefore, it's already there. It's right here in my pocket, on, on the bookshelf, in the next room, or you know, just one step away, so to say, from piety. So that's why, because it's so accessible, it, it, they, almost, they almost like uh, jump on you. Uh, who says it? Baldevi Bhushan or Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur? Let me remember. I think Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. 
I will have to remember where, where is it coming from. I think in Yoga Sutra something similar is there, that <clears throat> when you try to perform austerity, your opulence and food, all the comforts, look at you with uh, compassion and say, why do you torture yourself? Why, why do you do this? You don't need to. We are here to help you. <laughs> Just enjoy. <laughs> Just look. Big loaf of bread with peanut butter and <laughs> devotee made, <laughs> organic, <laughs> trans fat free. <laughs> Why do you, anyway, this is not our path. <laughs> so, because they're just right there, therefore, uh, it, it's an obstacle right, for a pious person. <clears throat> However, again, you just come to the temple, you just talk to devotees for, for a short time, and uh, very quickly you realize, yes, bhakti uh, um, enjoyment doesn't satisfy, as Devamrita Swami in his, what does he call it, urban preaching, urban preaching, he started like 10 years ago. He says nowadays, he says nowadays, uh, people start material uh, enjoyment or experimentations so early. So when he sees a teenager of, what does he say, 16 years, 17 years, I forgot the age he mentions. He says, look, just see, you have tried everything and you are totally fried. Nothing made you happy. So why not try this? So he says, the teenagers, they nod. Yeah, true, I tried everything. None of it makes me happy. Oh yeah, maybe let me try that. <laughs> so true, yeah, you just see. Or as Badr Narayan Maharaj was saying, that he was a rather successful, young, healthy, uh, California boy, right? Everything was good. He saw these Hare Krishnas, okay. But he thought, that's for people who are suffering, you know. I'm enjoying, so why should I uh, bother? I got, I got everything. So then he says, the first devotee he met, I forgot who was that. Anybody remembers whom, whom he met? So, so the first devotee he met, like personally, first thing he told him was, everybody drops dead. So he thought, yeah, that's true. I may have my, my peanut butter, and I may, I may have my uh, surfing board, and everything, and everything, but Everybody drops dead, that's true. And then if, again, this is um, this cut-off cut cut uh, deadline forces people to think, what's the meaning? What's the purpose? What we are doing? Why, why am I doing this? And without a meaning, and without a transcendental meaning, meaning outside the circle of just running around and around and around and around, without a transcendental meaning, outside of this circle, we are not satisfied. Human is not, every human is, will be depressed, no matter what enjoyment is there, if there is no higher meaning, meaning outside of the circle of time. So that convinced him. I mean, in one second, just saw a devotee, saw a devotee, and first phrase, bus, finished. 
<laughs> so you can see. So basically, it's almost before Bhajana Kriya. Even probably before Shraddha. <laughs> so Bhukti is no longer a, a worthy pursuit. And then you read a little more, you know, read a few pages, and then you see, aha, Mukti. Like, I was a Buddhist, so my goal was Nirvana. I dropped out of my university. Again, it's no fault of Hare Krishna. I dropped, as a dropped out as a Buddhist. You know, don't blame Krishna. If somebody explained to me that, no, there is, you can uh, you know, engage everything in Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> Although, of course, we have a very <clears throat> variegated history <laughs> in our society. But uh, I, I saw no, no point. You know? So what's the point? of everything. So I dropped out and I went to the Buddhist monastery to achieve nirvana. I wanted nirvana. Freedom, something outside. So then when I read Srila Prabhupada's books, and Srila Prabhupada uh, defeated all my concepts and convinced me that bhakti includes mukti and is better than mukti. So mukti is included in Bhakti as a small insignificant constituent part and bhakti is mukti plus infinitely more. You have freedom plus you have the transcendental activity and transcendental everything. So again, just reading. It was just reading for... I was not even... Uh, not even uh, I was not even chanting 16 rounds or anything. I was just reading the Bhagavad Gita. And Srila Prabhupada convinced me that mukti is not a worthwhile pursuit. Siddhi, mystic powers, also, that's, uh, that's something, <clears throat> sometimes we want some success, Siddhi, Siddhi means success, it's more, and frequently we sort of judge, are we, the, are we successful, are we moving, are, is he successful, is he okay as a devotee, we judge by the success they achieve. <clears throat> So that uh, sometimes takes a little time, but again, in Bhajana Kriya you realize mystic powers in themselves, that's not um, something you need to strive for. And Svarga, heavenly planets. <clears throat> I remember some years ago I was re-listening to uh, Burjan Prabhu's and Narayani Mataji's um, Bhaktivedanta 10th Canto, I think it was 10th, yeah, I remember it was 10th Canto. So Krishna Katha, I was re-listening. I was there in the class, but I was just re-listening the recordings in Vrindavan. So I was, uh, I, I feel very fortunate to have been there and, you know, for four years of Bhakti Vaibhav, five years of Bhakti Vedanta. It was the best time of my life, nourishing the whole, my, my whole year. You know, these few months were giving, I might, might have been struggling sometimes, but gave juice to my whole year. <clears throat> so I remember I was re-listening and Burijan Prabhu is saying so when uh, the uh, Yamadutas come and then uh, uh, what will you choose? Where do you want to go? So my first reaction was who will be asking me? They'll just grab me and drag me. <laughs> but then I thought no, actually it seems that yes um, every spiritualist is given a choice. He's given help. Every sadhaka, even this, the uh, smallest amount of sadhana you do, 
you are given help, all your teachers come, and a choice, and help to make a better choice. So then I thought, okay, they will ask me, where do you want to go? So where do I want to go? So like, if you are asked, where do you want to go? And you have every choice open. So of course we know the party line, Goloka Vrindavan, but then you know, who wants me there, Goloka Vrindavan? <laughs> I'm not sure even I will fit there. You know? <laughs> so if, you know, barring Goloka Vrindavan, if, if I don't have ecstatic love yet, not even Asakti eagerness yet, then where else could I go? Like if not Goloka Vrindavan, which is a good place? Heavenly planets? Well, we know heavenly planets. Yeah, that's comfortable, but it probably grows old very quickly. You know, like just comforts. They become, what is the, cloy? They, you become, they are not interesting anymore after some time. Then I thought, oh, what, how about mystic powers? You know, there are some mystic powers that are very, I think, are very practical. Like, uh, I think, uh, teleportation, you know, like you chant your japa at Govardhan, right? Then go for prasadam to, I don't, I'm not sure yet, maybe Zurich, maybe LA, maybe, <laughs> where's good breakfast, I don't know, <laughs> prasadam. Then, then you go to, uh, I don't know, Hawaii or Tahiti for a power nap <laughs> and a swim. Then you go for, no, you go for a class to some good place. You go to Mayapur for a class, let's say, right? Of course, nowadays you can go to Mayapur TV. Anyway, all of these mystic, mystic powers are available now <clears throat> through other means. So it's, I think this is, this, of all mystic powers, this one seems like a very usable for devotees. Very usable for devotees. Plus, yeah, so like, of all of them, this seems to be the most practical. <clears throat> so uh, I thought, yeah, how about Siddhi Loka and mystic powers? But then I thought, you know, these mystic powers are really impressive here, but there, everybody has them, and it's just so normal, so ordinary there. Only here they look like very impressive, but there it's so ordinary. So then I thought, what is the real blessing? Then it struck me, there is no better blessing than Krishna Katha with devotees. I mean, what high, you can see on every planet, this is the best engagement. In the Bhagavatam, kings, emperors, uh, devotees have, getting darshan of Krishna. This is what they ask. A river of nectar of Krishna Katha with devotees. And then I thought, but I already have it. I already have it. You already can go and have Krishna Katha with devotees. I was surprised. <laughs> so you can see, <clears throat> already at, Anart at uh, Bhajana Kriya, just even before all Anartas are removed, just at Bhajana Kriya, we start reading, start associating, start doing service, and uh, the obstacles from karma are finished. You are no longer ignorant about the, f the four things, and you are no longer uh, setting goals at uh, Svarga, Siddhi, Bhukti and Mukti. Liberation, enjoyment, heavenly planets and uh, mystic powers. They are no longer so impressive. As so you can see that if you check the 
actual description of the obstacles and <clears throat> uh, how they pre uh, obstruct us, you can see that yes, makes sense. Already at Bhajana Kriya, almost completely removed. Karma is no longer binding you, holding you back, really. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, the process of Shuddha Bhakti Ki Jai. Nida Gopramanande, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, <coughs> Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, 902. Yeah, okay, any, any questions, comments? Doubts or endorsements? No doubts, right? How can you have it all? <laughs> yes, stay tuned. Apparatus <laughs> is the next. <laughs> topic. Yes? Well, I miss pretty much most of the seminar. Oh, you want me to repeat? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So And then uh, After some time, we still see it, we have experience, but still somehow we are like, we don't really, we don't take it serious, we don't really like, we become like indifferent or like, is that weakness of the heart or, like we, or I guess like we come to a point we feel good, mm -hmm. like you know, I'm not suffering anymore, I'm pretty much happy, mm -hmm. and then it's like, we kind of stop on that way to the real goal. Yes. <clears throat> yes, you can see that Vishnu um, Chakrati Thakur in uh, his Madhuri Kadambini, he gives a list of obstac uh, obstacles on this path of Anartha Nivriti before Nishta. And the last one is uh, Taranga Rangini. And there are so many waves of... Um, different comforts and uh, facilities that may come. So you can see uh, the pinprick, the things that were, are, that were giving trouble to us are mostly removed <clears throat> and we may uh, slow down. And especially if we were not motivated by the pursuit of the absolute truth. So you may slow down because, you know, no trouble anymore. Everything is good. Life is good. So why bother? <clears throat> so that's that's the problem. Just enjoy enjoy the the benefits that are coming during bhakti. So this is why it's uh, important to keep um, uh, the flow of Krishna katha. So we see first of all that we may develop high, a higher taste. <clears throat> that we also get the encouragement 
from the acharyas and from senior devotees who push us that no please don't stop there there is so much higher so much more is there and unless we uh, increase or deepen our taste for krishna then it may take very very long time very very long time so the the uh, process is deepening the taste and uh, increasing, intensifying the desire. But also it has to be properly directed at Krishna. So the answer is katha, katha and association, association with devotees. And also our uh, practice of uh, kirtan, japa, so, so all these five, five, main, five main processes that um, are so powerful that every person can very quickly get at least a glimpse of bhava, ecstatic love of Krishna. Otherwise, yes, as you say, very frequently we come because of some trouble and then bhakti very quickly removes all inauspicious, the trouble is gone, and uh, then we may reach a plateau. It happens everywhere. We start and there is progress and then we reach a plateau. They call it an okay plateau. <laughs> you climb, 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 and then we reach a certain level and it's okay. And then we plateau out. Means we stop moving forward. We need to make some special effort <clears throat> to keep going. <clears throat> Bhakti Nautakur says <clears throat> that, <clears throat> sorry, he gives, uh, I think, three main suggestions to break through such a plateau. He gives three possible obstacles, for example, in chanting, this is uh, jadya, vikshepa and apratipati. So jadya is dullness, dullness and sleepiness. That's tamasic. Then vikshepa is distraction, this is rajasic. Other things distract us. But then you may not be sleepy, you may not be distracted, and apratipati, you still have no taste or inspiration like indifferent. So he gives some uh, lack of taste. So he gives uh, some suggestions. He says uh, chanting more rounds, chanting in the company of uh, devotees who have taste, chanting uh, in front of Tulasi or serving Tulasi, uh, going to a holy place. I think, yeah, there are more than three. Uh, going to a holy place and attending festivals with um, big... Uh, Sankirtan, Harinam Sankirtan, when many devotees are singing and celebrating and there is Katha, that helps us often to break through that uh, flat plateau. I think it's Harinam Chintamani. Harinam Chintamani. Okay? So it, it is described in the Madhurya Kadamini and um, Harinam Chintamani by Bhaktivinoda Thakur and these are the suggestions he, he gives how to break, break through it. R- remedies for each... Manushiksha gives remedy for each kind of category? Yes. Not category for each kind of Hridaya Durbalyam. Oh, 
Yes. Not like these four clouds. Because you can see sin and piety, Dushkritota is almost falling off, right? <clears throat> almost on its own. <clears throat> and uh, Aparada, again, this is something that we need to be conscious. So he m seems to be focusing primarily on uh, these Hridaya Durbalyam obstacles. Okay. And if somebody wants to know which exact are the remedies, that's we can discuss tomorrow. So thank you very much. Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Manjakal Padarvishtak.